Hail Dictinus, grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Time is the coin of your life. It is the only coin you have, and only you can determine how it is spent. Welcome to Tarot Coins Suit, the 224th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of poet and journalist Carl Sandberg. Our opening and closing music is credited as Frostwaltz Alternate by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. You may call me Ode. Mary Meet, my name is Gwyn, Ode's mother, and we are Jacksonless. Jackson has opted out of the tarot episode as usual. That's right. But first, before we do that, I do want to wish everybody a happy Ostara, mm-hmm. a happy spring equinox. We hope you had a wonderful time. We had a really nice private mm-hmm. ritual celebration yep. that we did at home. It was good. Mm-hmm. It went well. Mm-hmm. Do we have any housekeeping? Mm, no. Yeah. I don't think there's anything there's nothing that's coming, coming up or that we no. need to alert anyone to. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Then we will proceed with the episode. That's right. Um, and hopefully it will go not as fast as the Wands episode went. I'm still amazed by how fast we wow. went through the Wands we episode. Just, we had a chat afterward mm-hmm. about the fact that, well, Wands are about energy and passion. <laughs> forward and momentum. Forward momentum. <laughs> and so we were definitely being uh, uh-huh. influenced by Wands energy. <laughs> but this week is going to be coins. Or pentacles. Otherwise known as pentacles. Those are the sort of the two most common ways this suit is labeled. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll see it as rings, Mm -hmm. but that's rarer. So let's talk first, I guess, about the general qualities of the coin's suit. Mm -hmm. So it is uh, considered an earth-aligned suit. That's Mm -hmm. the element it is associated with. Uh, And it has, correspondingly, associations of stability and groundedness groundedness and um, material resources yes definitely um you could sort of think of it as a chthonic suit mm-hmm. it, it has some of those same sort of underground qualities mm-hmm. i say it's to do with resources specifically a lot of a lot of people will say it's about money or mm-hmm. jobs mm-hmm. and it can be and often is about those things um and like you'll see coins show up a lot in readings that are about someone's work mm-hmm. or about careers or, or um, financial issues, but it's resources in general, mm-hmm. not money specifically. Uh, and discipline. There's and a lot discipline. of discipline, lot of uh, discipline. Uh, in this suit. Yeah. And I would also say it is very material. Very material. Um, it is a material girl. It is. You're almost never going to find a coins card Mm -hmm. that is addressing like a spiritual issue no or even really an emotional issue Mm -hmm. it's about it's very tangible it's very tangible it's what you can feel see hear or touch Mm -hmm. It's, it's very sensory yes so if you can engage with it with your physical senses, mm-hmm. it is a coins issue. Mm-hmm. is what I would say. Definitely. Anything else about the general vibe of coins that we need to get out? I would say that if coins or pentacles, as mm-hmm. I call it, comes up during um, a reading that is more emotionally charged or a relationship reading, mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with how uh, material things or how wealth or finances or stability is affecting uh, the relationship. I feel like that can intersect that way. Yeah. But it... And there are, I mean, there are relationships that come up in these sure. cards. Sure, um, and And ways that you sort of mm-hmm. can interact with people in your life that have to do with tangible concerns. But, but I feel like it always centers on yeah, that the t- material. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. A, it's a very physical, in-the-world kind of yes. suit. Yes. So, yeah, there can be some overlap. And, you, I mean, you will obviously, you will find coins in non-tangible readings Mm -hmm. 
um, about spiritual pursuits or about, but it usually is sort of pulling you back to, to reality, reality for, mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why it's a very, I think it's sort of a contentious suit. Mm-hmm. Some people hate seeing coins in a reading because it means you have to talk about money now. Yeah, but see, I love seeing pentacles in a reading. It brings that earthy reality Come back into, you know, don't mm-hmm. be just all pie in the sky. Let's yeah, focus up. Focus up a little bit. Yeah. Kind of sense to a reading. Yeah. It's got a very um, practical quality. Yes. A very practical quality, which is necessary. We we do need to have that right. in can, our readings. And it can be really easy with tarot because tarot is can be a little vague and, a, um, and so much of it is open to interpretation mm-hmm. and it can, it can, feel a little like emotional or mystical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's useful to have the, the coins suit available to sort of bring things back to... To um, Earth? Yeah, back to Earth. Back to Earth. Kai Oakenshield says, unfortunately, a lot of us need help with resource management. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is the truth. That and is the truth. coins will help you with that. Mm-hmm. Or will at least have opinions about how you're doing. Definitely have opinions. <laughs> All right. So let us begin going through the deck, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. As always... We start with the ace. (laughs) So the ace of coins is access to a new resource. Opportunity. Yeah. This could be a lot of things. It could be a new job. Mm -hmm. It could be an unexpected windfall. Mm -hmm. It could be you found a great supply of firewood. Like it could be a number of things as long as it is a new tangible resource of some kind coming into your life. Exactly. Um, And it can be something you've been wanting to manifest yes and it can indicate that that manifestation is is, is on its way is on its way is imminent i would say that in my experience ace of coins sometimes indicates a short-term resource gain yes rather than something more stable or growing it's like a it's like getting a tax refund it's yeah it's, it's a short sharp burst of resources yes exactly and how you choose to spend or or utilize those Mm -hmm. resources that comes later right but it is definitely an indication of something new right it's a it's a quick infusion of this resource Mm -hmm. rather than the establishment necessarily of a long-term resource yeah kai oakenshield says like a bonus but not a raise exactly exactly. there are other cards in the coin suit that will deal with more Mm long-term resource acquisition but in my experience, Ace of Coins is not that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I would say, is actually the one ace that is less of a seed. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of the less other of ace, new beginning. Yeah. In a, in a lot of the other aces, it's a new thing that is going to grow. Mm-hmm. In Ace of Coins, it's a new thing you get in a lump. And then depending on what you do with it after that, mm-hmm. that could very well just be the end of it. Uh, Rannon says, Ace is one of the ones I feel is less often to be actual money or material things. I can sort of agree with that in the sense that often it will suggest like a new job is Mm -hmm. coming or Mm -hmm. a new opportunity to raise materials is coming. Mm -hmm. I have not, in my experience, found it to refer to necessarily like completely intangible things. Right, right. So moving on to two. Yeah. Two of Pentacles. Two of Pentacles. This is the time management card. Yes. You often see it as uh, someone trying to literally spin plates. Yep. And you have to prioritize mm-hmm. and not become overwhelmed as you're as you're juggling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the time management card. It's the resource management card. Being very 
conscious of what your resources are mm -hmm. and how far you can stretch them and not not overdoing it. Mm -hmm. You often see a sense of like trying to balance two inherently imbalanced objects. Mm -hmm. So like the the plates will be more heavily stacked in one hand than the other mm -hmm. or you'll be the the person will be holding two coins and one is much bigger than the other and they're hard to balance exactly so there's it's not a natural balance right That's like something the, you have the, to work the at. scale has a natural weightedness mm -hmm. and finding that balance yeah is going to require significant investment of your mental resources mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. say take one thing at a time and prioritize what do i need to do first then what it's like a you know um, it's great for type A people <laughs> who like to prioritize and schedule and build plan, a plan. Build a plan. Yeah. Finn says the two of pentacles has been a constant for me since I got the promotion at work. I keep it on my desk to help remind me to find balance and manage my time better at work with all mm. the new responsibilities. Yeah. That's great. I, yeah. Time management, I think is the big one. Yep. Because uh, like I said, it can also be resource management, sure. like learning to distribute your resources efficiently. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, it's a lot of it's time, time management. management. Absolutely. Figuring out how you can be more efficient with your time or delegate yep. or, you know, that it's kind like of thing. you started out with one thing and then you've been given other things, but you you need to be able to work them all. Yeah. And so being having good time management becomes a priority. Yep. Moving on to the three. Three of Pentacles is the teamwork card. Yep. Collaboration. Mm -hmm. This is the the big one for, like Gwen talked about, I think the three of cups is, mm -hmm. is a teamwork card for her. Mm -hmm. For me, that is exclusively the three of Pentacles. Mm -hmm. um, I think of the three of cups as like celebratory group of friends. Well, yeah. And I think of the three of Pentacles as collaborators like I would, pe people you are working with to build resources i would agree with that yeah and because that three when we were talking about the three of cups mm -hmm. it's like having a support system people yeah. you can count on who will celebrate with you right and i think it's a i think the, they're different support systems exactly. i guess is what i would say a three exactly. of pentacles is your co-workers yes. not your friends exactly it's like people... there may be an overlap in those relationships sure. but the capacity in which you're working with them in the three of pentacles is in the co-worker category exactly and it also for me it, it also indicates uh learning new skills so that you can manage whatever you're doing even better yeah because threes in all of the suits are about growth mm -hmm. and building something it could almost be like the start of an apprenticeship yeah um, you know but... it could be um the other thing you see a lot with the three of pentacles is gathering people who have mm -hmm. different skill sets. Three of Pentacles is like acquiring experts mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. various fields and getting them all to coordinate on a project. The traditional three of coins visual is like an architect, a mason, and a foreman all working on the same cathedral, mm -hmm. right? It's, mm -hmm. it's these three experts all bringing their particular skills to bear on a single project. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the Three of Pentacles, it's less like you and your coworkers who all do the same job. So it's less like um, all the waiters on the floor. And it's more like one waiter and a cook and your manager mm -hmm. and front of house all coordinating. Coordinating together to make one operation work smoothly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so Three of Pentacles usually is telling you to find those experts mm -hmm. and make connections with them. Yep. 
It's definitely a connections card. Yeah, it's a networking card. It's a networking card. And so in that sense, it's one that is less to do directly with material things, Mm -hmm. but it's about using those connections for material purposes, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, you're not going to get a three of pentacles, most likely, Mm -hmm. for, like, connecting different um, spiritual teachers, right? Right, right. Unless you want those spiritual teachers to come together with you to build a temple Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's about managing resources wisely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Constructive friends, says Kyoken Shield. Exactly. All right. Four of coins. Stability. Uh, yeah, I actually call this the hoarding card. Yeah, because you it's all about saving. Uh-huh. Um, you could also call this the banking card. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you're in a place of, st- you know, it's a place of stability. So people begin to start maintaining accumulating, accumulating wealth yeah. or abundance or resources or whatever it is that they're accumulating. Yeah. I would say it's also a card of potential stagnation. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... When you are accumulating these resources and you're hoarding them and not spending them on anything, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're building your stockpile of these resources, but you're not using them for anything. If you're not careful, it becomes the Scrooge card. Sure does. (laughs) Yeah, so you're just accumulating these things. If you're accumulating them for a purpose, Mm -hmm. right, like if you're building a stockpile so you can use it all at once to accomplish something. Like to buy a house or something like that. Then that's a a valuable use for this card. Mm -hmm. But if you're just accumulating for the sake of having it. Because you're afraid to spend it. Exactly. Then it you get into the negative aspects of this Mm -hmm. card where it indicates stagnation or Mm -hmm. even a kind of like creative decay mm-hmm. but again it can also represent security stability control yes definitely control but you don't want it to become the only focus you have the other thing you could call this card you could call this card like the vault mm-hmm. right where the vault itself doesn't have a negative or a positive connotation mm-hmm. it's just a place to store resources mm-hmm. But how you access that vault Mm -hmm. determines whether it is good or bad for you. Exactly. The five of pentacles. Yes, five of coins. This is traditionally the poverty card. Mm -hmm. It can also indicate sort of any kind of loss of resource or loss of structure or stability. Yeah, it also can have that lack mindset mm-hmm. you know you you're so used to not having your yeah, resources yeah it can be just poverty mindset it's poverty mindset you can see manifests in different ways in different people so like one person's poverty mindset might be well i have the money right now so i'm going to spend it now mm-hmm. before it goes away before it goes away right because if i try to save it something will come up and i'll lose this money and then i won't get the things i need or want mm-hmm. so you spend the money as soon as you get it And that means you never save up for big things. Mm -hmm. You just get a lot of small things, right? That can be one form of the poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. Another form can be that hoarding behavior Mm -hmm. of you're so afraid of not having it that you never spend it. Both kinds of poverty mindset are difficult to overcome, especially because you're not usually like consciously aware of it. No. um, Because it's something that just gets set in your brain. Mm -hmm. Usually early in your life, if you, especially if you grow up poor or in difficult circumstances. And then as you grow and you establish yourself and you become more stable, you never quite lose that mindset. Right. And it makes it really hard to dig yourself out into true prosperity. And it, it sort of curtails your happiness. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, um, you become very much a 
in a place of worry. Mm-hmm. You're constantly concerned with your lack uh-huh. or perceived lack of resources. And it could be very isolating. Yeah. There's definitely um, a sense of social isolation, especially mm-hmm. associated with the five of coins. Mm-hmm. Um, because poverty is very isolating, mm-hmm. especially with the way our society is built. So there's a social quality to the five of coins that even if you don't materially lack something, Mm -hmm. this might be indicating just a feeling of isolation from your peers or community. I think the other thing about the five of coins or pentacles, um, at least that I've gotten in some readings, is that, you know, there is this lack mindset, this, this poverty, worry, but not being willing to seek assistance. Yeah. Because of pride. Yeah. There's a a resistance to the card that's going to follow this one, Mm -hmm. the six of coins, which we'll get to in a minute. And I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. People don't choose to be poor. No, no. No one chooses to live in poverty. Nope. But there certainly can be a societally enforced, and this is part of the social isolation that comes with the five. There can be a societally enforced shame Mm -hmm. in poverty, which can discourage seeking the free resources that are and should be available to Mm -hmm. you. Exactly. So again, I want to be clear. No one chooses to be poor. It's miserable to be poor. The way our society is structured, unfortunately, can make it feel like you are more morally pure Mm -hmm. if you just accept being poor rather than, you know, fight and claw for everything you can possibly get. Right, right. Join our Tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co., These soaks and scrubs, inspired by popular books and characters, are designed to delight multiple senses with fragrant scents and sparkling mica. You can also find rollerball fragrances and hair oils. With dozens of options available, you're sure to find something you like in the wonderful Body Co. collection. This week, Ode is recommending the Witch's Path Wax Melts with scents of incense, lavender, and oud. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash wonderful body co. And may I say that I love Witch's Path anything. <laughs> uh, Rhiannon Gray says, I'd also mention that at least to me, poverty doesn't have to be monetary. Mine is more so spiritual or faith-based poverty. It's just a need for nourishment in general. I can see that in combination with other cards. Mm-hmm. I think if, I, if I'm if i just pulling five of pentacles, mm-hmm. it's going to be a material kind of poverty of some yeah. kind. Yeah. But if it's in association with especially like a cups card or a mm-hmm. wands card, certainly I could interpret it that way. Definitely agree. Six of pentacles. This card is almost like a direct response to five. <laughs> this is the charity, charity. card. Charity, wealth, giving, mm-hmm. sharing, generosity. Yeah. It's all about philanthropy, mm-hmm. basically. I do think it's important to note that the six of coins is not really like a community card. It's a wealthy person giving card, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this is less like reaching out to the other people, your peers who Mm -hmm. are in the same circumstances as you and sort of pooling your resources, Mm -hmm. that would be a three. Yeah. Six is someone in a a better position than you, Mm -hmm. a more stable, secure 
resource rich position than you mm -hmm. giving you those resources. Exactly. Um, it could also be you in that position yes. giving resources to someone else. The the charity card doesn't like say that you are the recipient of charity. You could, you could be also the, be the giver of the charity. Giver. Mm -hmm. um, it just means that charity is featuring in your life in some yeah. way. It is about sharing, receiving gifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gifts, definitely. Mm -hmm. Depending on your understanding of gifts, mm -hmm. this could change your interpretation of this card. So, mm -hmm. for example, in heathenry, we have gebo, which is a gift cycle mm -hmm. where you are always giving and receiving in a, uh, a circular arrangement with your community. Mm -hmm. With that interpretation, this could be a different kind of card. Mm -hmm. But in the context of sort of like an American overculture, it is specifically a philanthropic kind yeah, of charity. Exactly. That's sort of how it was designed. This is like Pagans in Need. Yeah, sort you of. Know? Except Pagans in Need is mostly run by other poor people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this would be if Pagans in Need got a really wonderful benefactor. Yeah. <laughs> Had a rich donor. Had a rich donor. Brandon says, not simply financial gain to those who don't need it. It is specifically about actually giving a shit about other people and taking care of those who need help. Charlotte Piwo calls this the service card. And certainly that's another way you could interpret it. It could be the giving of, mm -hmm. because like I said, coins could, is not about, it's not always about money. It could be it's about, about resources, energy. Exactly. So this knowledge, could, this could be a, a volunteering card, mm -hmm. right? This could mm -hmm. be like, go spend time at your soup kitchen, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't have to be financial resources. Mm -hmm. It can be other kinds of resources. This could be like, go tutor the kid in your neighborhood who's exactly. struggling. Like, there are a lot of ways to give back to your community. Exactly. It doesn't always have to be monetary. Right. There's a tendency with coins to really lean into the financial aspect of it. And I understand that because I tend to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But although it is material things mm -hmm. it is not always financial things exactly it's just your material resources mm -hmm. that can be money that can be things that can be time that can be community care right mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. just you improving someone's life in a material way exactly Brandon Grace says, reversed is definitely capitalism at its finest. The abuse of generosity, lending with ulterior motives, sharks in the water. I would say it's also this, like, this, um, God, what do they call it? This stupid thing rich people are doing now, ethical philanthropy or something. Mm -hmm. So where they can get do it for tax write-offs. For tax write-offs or for internet clout mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, Mr. Beast, like, giving people $1,000 on camera and, and expecting them to be grateful for being yeah. exploited for his views, you know. That kind of a thing can definitely be an aspect of the Six of Pentacles. And that's... When it is abused. Right, when it's abused. when it's it, And, that, and that's when you're going to see it mostly in a reverse aspect. Mm -hmm. I guess the, the thing to remember with the Six of Pentacles when it shows up in a reading... First step is to determine who's getting the charity, right? right? Whether you're receiving the charity or you're giving the charity. Mm -hmm. After that, you can look into how it should be applied. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Seven of coins. Or pentacles. Right. This is the investment card. That's right. This is time and energy spent. This is long-term goals beginning to come to fruition, yep. starting to bear fruit. Yep. Uh, um, you often see this card with grapevines mm -hmm. and a vintner finally harvesting. Mm -hmm. This is also about perseverance. Mm -hmm. You know, you've, you've been... You've put in the work. You've put in the work. Yeah. yeah. This is about putting in the work and waiting for the results. You know, this is a harvesting card. This is a harvesting card. Yeah. 
It can also indicate, what's it called when you invest a small amount of money and you get a big amount of money back? Return <laughs> for your investment? Yeah, I guess. But so it can indicate a return on your investment, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You put in a small amount of work over a long period of time mm-hmm. and you got a significant amount of resource back. It's not necessarily like a, you've had to work very hard for a very long time right. to get this reward. It can be just dividends, says Coyote yeah. Shield. I think yeah. that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so you gain, you've invested. You've invested wisely, yeah. right? And you are gaining dividends. Yes. So it's this is not necessarily the hard work card, because mm-hmm. the hard work card is eight. Yes, that is true. Which we are gonna get to now. Mm-hmm. Eight of coins. This can have two interpretations. And which one it's going to be depends on its placement in the spread, really. Mm -hmm. The first interpretation, and the one that I think is most common, is that this is the daily grind. This is going through and doing the work every day, even when it's tedious and you don't Mm -hmm. want to, Mm -hmm. um, and banging out your part of Mm -hmm. the the resource process. I think for me, it's also working on a skill, becoming a master. That's the other interpretation of eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other interpretation of eight is mastery, is the 10,000 hours principle. Yeah, Um, exactly. It's you put in the time and the work and the energy. And you can see it transform from the daily grind to Mm -hmm. mastery over time, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You don't just get mastery. No, practice makes perfect. Exactly. You acquire (laughs) mastery through the daily grind. Exactly. Eight of Pentacles is like doing the hard work every day, mm-hmm. even when you don't want to or when it sucks, mm-hmm. so that you can build those skills and gain that mastery. Exactly. So it has these two interpretations, and which one it's going to be depends almost entirely on sort of where in that timeline you are. Mm-hmm. I think it could be either or both at the same time. I think because we experience time in a linear way, I don't think it can be both simultaneously. But <laughs> Rhiannon Gray says, ooh, mine's a bit sweeter. Eight is self-care as a card, but not the easy kind. Nurturing your own ambition, taking care of yourself, and putting your needs first. I could see that interpretation. It's not how I usually interpret mm-hmm. eight. Like I said, I interpret eight as putting in the hard work every yeah. day. Charlotte Piwo calls it the diligence card. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think you could definitely you could definitely interpret it that way. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of persistence than seven, right? Yes. Seven is putting in work and allowing something to flourish. Yep. Eight is putting in work and um, building it yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the difference between an orchard and a forge. Exactly. Nine. This is the luxury card. Yep. Abundance, independence. Uh-huh. Like all nines, it's like one of those places where it feels really good to linger, even mm-hmm. though you're not technically at the end of the journey. Yeah. Everybody wants to kind of rest on their nine mm-hmm. card. Yeah. You know, but it... Nines but you, always feel really good. Yeah. And it feels like you're done. Right. But It feels like you've reached the pinnacle, but there's a, there's there's, a peak just beyond there's it. There's a peak just beyond it. And so the temptation, because it's abundance and luxury and feeling mm-hmm. like you've made it yeah there's a temptation to rest there and just stay there camp out there mm-hmm. but if you do that you could miss out on what the next card has to bring exactly so nines are very nines in general and the nine of coins in particular is really really nice yeah it means you have everything you need for the moment 
but don't rest on your laurels. Exactly. Um, <laughs> enjoy these mm-hmm. luxuries. Yeah. Certainly enjoy um, the abundance. You've treat yourself for it. exactly. Um, well, maybe you work for it. Well, maybe you didn't. Maybe you nine didn't. nine of of uh, coins does not actually mean like necessarily that you worked for this. It just That's means you have, you have an abundance. It. Yeah. You could have inherited it. You could have been given it as a gift. That's you true. could have worked very hard for it. It doesn't matter how you got it. Nine you, doesn't care. Nine of coins is just you have got more than you need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Final number card in the suit. Ten of pentacles. Legacy. This, yeah, this is building your legacy. Yeah. Um, so this is the final peak, the yep. end of the journey. This um, is why you don't want to stop at nine because you haven't quite made it to legacy yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't quite made it to that sen- that place of stability insecurity. Yeah. I think the thing about nine that gets overlooked sometimes is that it is not a stable position, right? No. no it's it... an abundance right now, mm-hmm. which you could lose. Exactly. But ten, if you keep going. Right. Ten <laughs> is creating that structure mm-hmm. so that you always have as many resources as you need. You maybe don't have the excess of resources mm-hmm. that you had in nine mm-hmm. because of the way you've had to distribute them, mm-hmm. but you have uh, a stable and a self-sufficient base Mm -hmm. of resources. Exactly. And again, remember, this doesn't necessarily have to mean money or financial resources. This can be any kind of resources. Yeah, any kind of material thing. Any kind of, mm -hmm. any kind of material thing. Now, 10 also sometimes has a family connotation. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's building a legacy for your descendants, Mm -hmm. often specifically your children. You'll often see like a, a sort of a nuclear family unit represented on a 10. My 10 here from the True Black actually has an elephant mm-hmm. um, for that sort of longevity and... Um, Mine has a chest with the yeah. Yeah, like a, um, pentacles all in it, like a treasure chest. Yeah, yeah. Or a... Um, a hope chest. Yes, thank you. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was thinking of. Like a hope chest. Exactly. Something you pass on. Something you pass on because it is a legacy card. Mm-hmm. So it's something you've built, you've created. You've made it you've stable. You've made it stable and it's something that you are going to be able to pass on to others. Yep. Whether that is your children or not is mm-hmm. sort of up to your personal situation. Exactly. Um, you could also be passing it on to others in your community. Mm-hmm. But it just means building that stable force in your life. Do you believe in the power of the sacred fire? Join us on Around Grandfather Fire, a podcast where we discuss spirituality, mythology, animism, and culture around a digital fire. We'll be talking about witchcraft, paganism, heathenry, and all the other forms of spiritual expression that you can imagine. If you love hearing about how people practice their faith, how they use it to connect with others and to make sense of the world around them, and if you like to laugh while doing it, then this is the podcast for you. You can listen to Around Grandfather Fire on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. Yay, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Now, court cards. Court cards. We begin, of course, with the page, the page of pentacles. The page always. So the pa- the page of coins, I think, is actually really interesting. We've talked before about how all of the pages are enthusiastic but unskilled. Youthful. Right? Youthful energy. Just starting their path mm-hmm. with, the, with whatever their craft is. Mm-hmm. But I think what's interesting about the page of coins is because coins are so are in general mm-hmm. so much more structured, stable, mm-hmm. and 
practical. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have quite as much of the flightiness with the page of coins that you do with some of the other pages. The page of coins is sort of more actively practicing mm-hmm. I feel, to grow skills in a craft. I feel like this is truly the apprentice card. Yes. This is the uh, the apprentice who is like diligently mm-hmm. working to learn. Yeah. He's, he's not as unconscious as some of the other pages are mm-hmm. of his lack of skill. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the other pages are so enthusiastic that they're not really, like, processing that they don't know everything. (laughs) The page of coins is more aware that he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So so he's working very hard to learn what he's he's doing. Working to develop his skills so he can create opportunity. Mm -hmm. He knows that he doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know what he doesn't know, but Mm -hmm. he knows that he doesn't know. And he is sort of more willing to be taught than and, some of the other pages. Yes. And I think Page of Pentacles is always on the lookout for opportunity mm-hmm. to grow and learn. Yes. And there will absolutely still be mistakes and fumbles oh, yeah. and catastrophic disasters as a result of that learning process. Mm-hmm. But it is a, it's a more intentional learning process with the Page of Coins than it is with some of the others. And then we have the Knight. Yes. This is the only knight who's not moving. (laughs) Stalwart (laughs) and hardworking, Mm -hmm. persevering, frugal. Frugal, yes. I call the knight of coins the routine knight. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really move fast, for one thing. He doesn't move fast. But he also doesn't move outside of his sort of structured daily routine. This is the type of, like, if you were looking at knights of old, this is one of the knights who would be walking the perimeter yeah, every He's got night. a patrol He's route. got a patrol. And he's not going to deviate. deviate from mm-hmm. it at all. Unless, like, an actual problem arises. Yep. He is going to do his patrol the same way he's always done mm-hmm. it and will always do it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, you know, able to respond mm-hmm. to a crisis or to a change in the situation, mm-hmm. but he is not going to change the situation himself. And unlike the Four of Pentacles, where there is a hoarding or a miserly kind of connotation mm-hmm. to that, the knight is frugal yeah, and is very carefully considering how he uses his uh, resources, mm-hmm. but he isn't hoarding them. Yeah, it's frugality with a purpose. Yeah. The Knight of Coins, I would say, has mastered the Two of Coins. Mm-hmm. He knows how to balance his resources. He knows how to manage his time. He has his time, like, scheduled out very mm-hmm. specifically. He is dedicated to making sure everyone has exactly what they need mm-hmm. to do their job. Very dependable. Yes, extremely dependable. Kyoke and Shield says guard captain material, and that is exactly mm-hmm. this is the Samuel Vimes of cards. <laughs> Actually, no, Sam is too irrational for this. This is the Carrot Iron Founderson of cards. Okay. <laughs> now that we've got that established, uh-huh. <laughs> get that understands me. <laughs> All the Pratchett fans get me. All right. So the the next card in the Court is the queen mm-hmm. very, of coins. Very practical. Mm-hmm. Very nurturing. Yes. I would say In she... In a different way. I would say the, the queen of coins and the queen of cups mm-hmm. are the two really nurturing queens. Mm-hmm. And while the queen of cups attends to your emotional needs, the queen of coins attends to your practical needs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Queen of cups will give you a hug when you're having a hard time. That's right. The queen of coins will make you some soup. That's right. Exactly. 
They're two different kinds of mother. Mm-hmm. They're both very maternal, mm-hmm. very nurturing, very focused on you sort of being your best self, mm-hmm. but they approach it in very different ways. Yeah. And the queen could also be um, reminiscent of like a working parent. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Pewo says grandma vibes. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Definitely. And this here's another way that there's grandma vibes with the queen mm-hmm. of coins. She can also spoil you a little yes. bit. Yes. She will spoil you if she can. If she can. If she has the resources, she wants to give them to you. Mm-hmm. She is not going to hoard her resources at all. And no. she's not necessarily going to be careful or prudent with them. Mm-mm. She's going to distribute them to her loved ones. Mm-hmm. Whether that's the most prudent choice or not. That's right. Rhiannon Gray says, The queen of serving others. The fullness of coins by converting them to actual worth. Good food with friends, mutual aid, and support and love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some real queen shit, says Kai Oakenshield. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I actually really like the, the queen of coins. I do like her because she is that nurturing. I'm going to give you soup. Come mm-hmm. in. Um, let me wrap you in a quilt. Mm-hmm. and uh, Sit by the fire. Sit by the fire. Take a break. Yeah. <laughs> I'll handle all the hard stuff. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Very practical, but queen of coins is great if you need a break. Yes. Definitely. Because she will, she will take on the hard job until you are ready to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Followed by King. King of Coins. Business. He is very disciplined. Yes. yes. He is a, a, an extremely practical and straightforward kind of leader. Yeah. And he's very, there's a lot of wealth and abundance mm-hmm. available to him. A lot of resources mm-hmm. available to him. And he's very practical in how he distributes it. Yeah, I would say he's not as frugal as the knight is. Mm -mm. He gives according to what he perceives as merit, Mm -hmm. I would say. The king of pentacles is someone you would go to for really good practical advice. King of coins can also be a a huge boon if you can pair him Mm -hmm. with something like a six of pentacles, Mm -hmm. a charity card, Mm because then he can be a benefactor. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Kai Oakenshield says, the knight is only throwing his own resources around, not a whole kingdom. Yeah. The king of coins can be either like a very secure patriarch Mm -hmm. who supports you in sort of a a distant and sort of rational way. Yeah. Or... He can be a megalomaniacal CEO. It just and depends on... Yeah, it just depends on which version you get, yep. right? He's definitely top of the heap yep. in capitalism. Mm-hmm. So obviously, sometimes it's going to suck real mm-hmm. bad. It depends on what he's influenced by. Yeah, exactly. If um, there are other cards that are influencing him, you're going to have more of a benefactor. Situationally, yeah. what you're dealing with. But yeah. the the key factors for a king of coins are business-like, mm-hmm. meaning sort of very... Not as, like, ruthlessly intelligent as a swords, Mm -hmm. but very numbers-focused, I would say. Very less concerned with sort of your your emotional issues. Mm -hmm. Not concerned with necessarily how you're going to use these resources. Mm -hmm. More concerned with just, like, how to allocate them in the most mathematically pleasing way. Mm -hmm. Very structured. I would say, like, the the king of coins doesn't struggle with anything. Mm -mm. Because he's not very emotionally engaged... He, like, it's not hard for him to do that very mathematical approach to people and and resources, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He is the person who's, like, looking at the statistics and not the people underneath the statistics. Right. And that's where the sort of the cruelty of the king of coins can come in. Mm-hmm. It's not an intentional cruelty, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's a distracted cruelty. Mm-hmm. It's just a, an inability to see beneath the statistic. Mm-hmm. 
Join our Tiger Crystal at Apothecary Teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas that delight all the senses, with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green. This week, Ode suggests Faded, with a blend of gunpowder green tea, coffee beans, lemon balm, ginger, licorice root, green peppercorn, fennel seed, and anise. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas LLC. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. All right. So that is all of the cards in the coins in suit. In the coins. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, as we've mentioned, are kind of ambivalent or don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're... I've been, I've been reading Rhiannon Gray's uh, interpretations of these cards along the way, and I think there's a very anti-capitalist sentiment <laughs> in Rhiannon Gray's interpretations of these cards, which mm-hmm. I 100%, 100% agree with. get and agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me an important part of understanding the coin mm-hmm. suit has been sort of detaching it as much as possible from capitalism. Yeah, yeah. And then um, an understanding that it's about resources and, and managing resources. Yeah. Whatever those resources tend to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be money. And it doesn't even have to be like food and housing, no, right? Uh-uh. It's just material stuff. Yeah. And stability. And yeah. gaining structure and structure. I 100% understand the anti-capitalist slant mm-hmm. on the coin suit, but I think it limits your interpretation of the cards mm-hmm. if you if you're only able to see them that way. Mm-hmm. Kai Oakenshield says they've always been more home-based for me. Mm-hmm. I had a deck where the pentacles were all burrowing animals, and it laid a lasting impression. Yeah, I think that's the the sort of chthonic energy I, I mentioned at the very beginning. There's a very underground, like came out of the ground quality mm-hmm. to coins. Grounded, earthy. Yeah. yeah. Society has made money so shitty mm-hmm. that it's hard for us to read the coins suit in a non-monetary way mm-hmm. or detaching it from sort of that sort of very natural and correct hostility towards mm-hmm. capitalism. Mm-hmm. But I would say like these cards, no matter how they were developed originally, are intended to speak to sort of universal experiences, mm-hmm. not to American capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Not not to like so- American free enterprise. Not not to societally pinned moments, mm-hmm. I guess. I like what Charlotte says. I look at it like energy exchange, time, and service for my deck, not just monetary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's got any kind of resource. Yeah. Any kind of resource. Like I said, for me, it's very much materially, sensorily, practically focused. Honestly, because of the chthonic energy, I sort of associate coins with Hades Mm -hmm. um, and with the underworld and with death in some ways. So sometimes that comes out in my readings as well. It's It's a more complex suit, I think, than people are necessarily willing to give it time for. Mm-hmm. I think because we tend to see it as the money suit, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's all how we, we read it as. That's all we think of it as. Mm-hmm. And that narrows its utility in the deck. Mm-hmm. And I think it is up to interpretation. And But I think it's always worth the effort to maybe broaden your understanding of a suit. Yeah. To, so that you have uh, a broader scope from which to draw when you are giving interpreting and interpreting. Yeah. So we will be doing one more uh, tarot episode. It's not going to be next week, but it'll probably be the week after next. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be talking about spreads and what I call cross-suit interpretations, which mm-hmm. we've touched on a little bit here and there. So we will be doing that and talking about like the process of interpretation a little more 
in that episode, but until we get there, you can find us on Google. If you Google the number three and the words Pagans and a Cat or the number three in the letters P-A-A-C, we also have a website at the number three paganzandacat.com where you can find links to a variety of things, including our Patreon, where uh, we greatly appreciate you giving us resources. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Gwyn has a blog on Patheos Pagan where she occasionally writes things. <laughs> Um, she has a TikTok that she enjoys quite a bit. I think that's all the things we do right yeah, now. Right now. So yeah, Google us if you want to find us doing things. And that's right. otherwise and we will see you here again next week. And please like, share, and <laughs> right. do all those things. Do all those things. And we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, we will. And, and you'll get to hear all the names. Yes, you will, because it'll, it'll be, be the beginning be the of the month. month. Oh man, everyone get ready for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>